Blog Talk Radio.
brief note is to, uh, to explain, since we're talking about the systemic problem with child support, and the Bradley Amendment has a lot to do with that, or as I should go on, the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act, can you give us a brief uh, of the Bradley Amendment and how that pours over into the Deadbeat Parent Punishment Act? Can you can you help us with that? Sure. Let me let me elaborate on that, <clears throat> expunge on that a little bit. The uh, the Bradley Amendment was a starting point to allow each individual state to structure laws that will be applicable to mandating their child support systems in their prospective states. Mm-hmm. So what pulls out of the Bradley Amendment by by way of law is in one state, they because of uh, obligors arrears, they may have their driver's licenses suspended, but not necessarily so in the state right next door to you. Yes. So it's a pick-and-choose type of structure, uh, the Bradley Amendment is. And I, I, I will elaborate a little bit more on that in just a second. But uh, when you go into the Deadbeat Punishment Act, that is mm-hmm. a law that is straightforward, straight across the board from state to state. And that entitlement comes by way of the states have identified what they perceive to be the deadbeat parents. And this is the law that kicks in, that's utilized to deal with this particular groups of people. Uh-huh. Oh, okay, so you're so again with the Bradley Amendment, where you can design and structure law, and then utilize what stems from the Bradley Amendment, the Deadbeat Parents Punishment Act, to utilize these laws on this particular group of people. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, so uh, if, if if I may, I'd like to give some history, some intense and some controversial uh, information in regards of the Bradley Amendment itself. Go right on ahead. The history, which is subtitle C, uh, it's a miscellaneous provision, but probably the most important provision. It amends Part D of child support of Title uh, Title IV of, of the Act to prohibit the retroactive modification of child support arrears except with respect to such arrearages which accumulate after the obligee and entity which is issued the child support order received notice that the obligor has pending an active application for modification of such order. Okay. Now, Senator Bill Bradley, which was a Democrat of New Jersey, he introduced the amendment in an in, in earlier bill on May 5th, 1986, and it passed in the Senate with amendments with an 88-7 to yay-nay vote on September 20th, 1986. So as you can see, that happened relatively quickly. <laughs> from it did happen quickly, did Okay. Now, the intent of the Bradley Amendment, <clears throat> the amendment was intended to correct a perceived imbalance between the power of the obligee, the mm-hmm. obligee, usually the mother and the obligor, usually the father during subsequent child support disputes. It had been alleged 
again, that keyword, alleged, that a significant number of men were running up large child support debts and then finding a sympathetic judge, often in another state, to erase them. Okay. And, and we'll speak more on this intent. <laughs> in, in, yeah, in a because now okay. I'm really interested in the part where, you know, it's given room for the judge to make decisions like that. It, it, yes, and, and and it states within the Bradley Amendment itself that there is no room for that. Okay, so right. it, it, it's, it, it says one thing, but then in the same breath it says it can be allowed, it, it, something else can be done. I mean, it, it, it's a little wishy-washy, but just the intent of the Bradley Amendment within itself, uh, stating this, which is not true in, in all cases, uh, the, the, the piece here where it says that these obligors are running into other states to have their uh, obligations erased. Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. it, it, now, the thing is, is uh, there has never been a factual survey that was polled that this is factually being done. Okay, this is yes. just one, this is just one of those drama moments where someone's coming out of their face incorrectly and stating that this is being done with uh, by intent. You have to prove that this is the true intent. Uh, I just spoke with a gentleman this week. He told me that he had to leave his uh, current state to go over to another state because he heard within the state that he went to, he heard that the, the uh, a company had just opened up and they were hiring on 200 employees within his line of work. So wow. yes, So, yes, he had to leave his family, he had to leave his friends and what have you, but this was a gentleman that had to go do what he had to do. So, mm -hmm. again, reading this piece here is, is, is uh, just has a lot of drama attached to it because factually being, everyone is not state-to-state state skipping to try to avoid uh, their obligation. Uh, that's their right. They are doing what needs to be done out of being a responsible parent to the best of their ability. So if the jobs are not in their state and they hear by hearsay that something else is going on in another state, uh, hey, I'm, being a, re a responsible parent, then you're going to go where the jobs are. You can yes. always send the money home on holidays. You can always go back and visit with your family and friends, but you got to do what you got to do. And at, at, at the place where we are right now, economically, you better be trying to get a job, obtain a job wherever you hear that the jobs may be. Because, you know, if you miss out that opportunity at that point in time, who's to say? when another job opportunity may arise. That's so, true. So the obligor should not be looked at as being a bad person trying to run and hide and, and dip and dodge and skip out on their obligation with the in intent, quote-unquote, to erase this debt. Uh, after, they're not after, all, they, after all, they are decent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, and it and the, and the only proof in the pudding is the eating. So you can make justification as to who is who when they go 
to another state and they even even if they don't register with support enforcement right off the bat because so many of these decent obligors has had such a dramatic brush with the child support system so they say mm-hmm. well let me at least apply uh, for the job, let me get the job offer, get it under my belt, then I'll have that to go to the child support uh, office and let them know that I now reside here in this state and I have uh, adequate means of employment, so now you can set up your garnishment. But to to take those steps prematurely, you may be burning your own bridges because sometimes you think that the righteous, just thing to do is and when you couple it with common sense, you'll honestly say that's not the just thing to do because if these people uh, are already saying that I'm skipping from state to state with the intent to erase a debt, if I go to them prematurely and tell them that I'm here in this state uh, with the intent to find a job, uh, you never know what kind of magistrate you're going to bump heads with. That magistrate may not be that sympathetic magistrate. That magistrate there may be the one to say, oh, you're skipping uh, from your state in hopes to erase this debt. Uh, No, I have another means of punishment for for people that's trying to do what you're doing when the only thing the other girl was doing was trying to do was right. Okay, and would that be just, you know, because even though they're skipping to another state to get leniency, you know, and that judge happens to know about it, um, you know, what is that just that they would do something, you know, adversarial behind a person doing something like that? Uh, is there any other way that a person can get something done without the hammer? Oh, absolutely. And, again, that comes by way of just having the support agent not lay the hammer on you and, when they go before the magistrate, work with the obligor instead of, uh, I guess, for the most part, a lot of these ab- obligors, they feel if you work in contrary to what it is that I've been either exposed to or what I've been told, which is a short-circuit system, mm-hmm. if, you show me something, if you show me something different, then we can get a lot more done because the obligor in the back, and these decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors in the back of their mind is, I'm here free willingly. If I had, in, if I, if my intentions was to run and make you chase me and get away from all of this, then you'll chase me all over the country. <clears throat> but when I come to you, hands down, I'm, I'm basically surrendering myself to you, but I'm asking you simultaneously, would you please assist me so I can get my situation in order? You guys won't have to chase me. I won't have to run. All of the fair taxes, uh, fair tactics, that goes away. Uh, Each one teach one. Don't talk about it. Be about it. You say that you're friends of the court. Well, be my friend and assist me and stop laying a hammer down on me so hard. See, This is uh, Stone Tower. Just, uh, yes, how you real doing? Quick here. How you doing? I'm doing very well. Yes, sir. You're full of you're full of information, just like a, a encyclopedia. Uh, <laughs> yes, sir. A real quick question I want to ask you: Once that obligor has served his time or done his time, I don't know what would be an adequate phrase to, to put it. But once they have, once they are released. Are they on some type of parole, or do they have restrictions yet on them after they release? 
Okay, you. I heard bits and pieces of your question. It was a little choppy. Okay. Once once the obligor has been released from his in, in incarceration, yes. is there some kind? Is he on some type of probation or a paper or what type of? How do they? What is the, the follow up on a person that's been released and is he restricted to a, a specific state? Primarily, yes, they would like to keep everything restricted to a state where they can monitor them, but that's more of a question for SCD, Support Enforcement Division. That's a Support Enforcement Division question because every state's uh, Support Enforcement Division, they do not calculate their uh, regulated laws to be one and the same. Uh, There has been uh, some obligors that I have talked to that has done uh, a form of probation by community service for a period of time. Uh, you have some other obligors that has been doing ongoing follow-ups with uh, actual probation officers by way of uh, uh, job referrals and how you're coming along with your job search and what have you. But see, that, that that's not streamlined. That's not straight across the board in accuracy from state to state. Every support enforcement division has a, a different follow-up procedure. Mm-hmm. And what type okay. of uh, what type of felony or misdemeanor is this considered? Well, from in, in some states, and it depends on the money, uh, in some states they're cl- classified as a Class E misdemeanor. Then you have, mm-hmm. then it can uh, advance all the way up to, a form of being a felony, which is a very frightening and scary deal because uh, felony charges will, they have a way to uh, follow you all the way, all the way through your job, your job market. Uh, And as we all know, each potential employer, they, they really look at that, you know, that, that's information that rather is for a financial services position or if yeah. it's a warehouse position. You know. Oh, okay. <clears throat> Go ahead. I'm listening. I just got a question. Yes, and uh, and once you're marked, labeled, I call it, because once you're labeled as a uh, as as having a felony on your record, that potential employer. They don't really care to know if it's a uh, low-level felony or if it's a high-crime-type felony. A felon, to, to a lot of these potential employers, a felony, a felon is a felon. Okay, mm, we'll, yes, we'll, we'll we'll start and stop with that. And okay. It, it, it's almost like again dealing on the harsh side of the states that works with your credit files. Every state state does not report your arrears, but they have the opportunity, if they so chose to do so, to report these arrears on your credit files, which, again, is a hindrance and roadblock for these obligors to be looked at, you know, for some type of position by way of, you know, if you have a biased potential employer that says, well, hey, here's somebody that's applying for a position, they can't even take care of their family. Look at all this money that's mounted up over child support. But, you know, you, 
over a period of time, money has accrued, and if a person may have been working uh, temporary services, for say, they work for that time frame, then they're out of uh-huh. work. And then they have to look for jobs, and they go and they do the modification at the uh, courthouse, but that's not promised that that the modification is going to be approved or not. So uh, there's so much that, you know, as a trickle-down effect, these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, they get caught up. You know, it's, it, it has that that noose that ties the ties them at the ankles and round the neck and tie the hands. And you know, if you throw them in water, they're definitely going to sink. So, again, do you want these people to do a better job at trying to be better parents, or are you just? talking out of your face to say, well, this is what you should be doing, but we're not going to give you the means to do it, so you're still on your own, and if you don't succeed, uh, this is punishment tactics that comes along with you not succeeding, because these people are asking for help, not these ongoing hindrances. So Yeah. Okay. Um, well, we're going we're gonna to end it on that note, because we have a break we have to come to, and the question that I'm going to ask is, what are some of the Non-payment, the consequences of non-payment varying by jurisdiction. And, um, you know, and we'll talk about that when I get back. Anybody that is on the line, you are are online, call in at the call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. I have the chat room open, so we will be back on more on It's Our Business to Tell Your Business on Child Support News Part 2, and we will be right back.
are back. This is the Lardy Miss Clardy and Company on BTR. I am your host, Lardy Miss Clardy, and your co-host is Strong Tower. Yeah, it's and about being real. Absolutely. Man. It's about being real. For real, mm-hmm. you know, it's about ready to kick this thing, kick this thing in the door, something, it's do something, so bang on the window, something it's here. like the man Okay. And, you know, we are talking about child support issues. We're talking about, you know, imprisonment. We're talking about unfair uh, unfair ju- justice system, dealing with, you know, our decent uh, child support paying obligors, okay? Is it really? And so if you have, well, the questions that I'm saying that will probably need to be asked at the, by the end of the show um, because we got so much to cover. So if you have questions, write them down, and we will give to you as soon as we finish with our broadcast. Uh, any ca- callers out there or anybody that's listening, the number that you're about to hear is how you can call in and be in the chat room on some of these questions I'm going to ask, okay? So the number to call in on is 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And we have that chat room open. And, you know, I have a question that I have to ask uh, Mr. Alpha Hale, and i got a question to propose to you listeners out there. Now, if you want to get onto the chat uh, and type up your uh, questions or your answers to some of this, you can do that too, and we'll save them at the end of the broadcast so that we can talk about them. But I got five questions, and I'm going to start with one of them. And and uh, Mr. Hale, uh, this yes. is also you can you can add this in as we flow with the first question I'm going to come up with with you. Uh, All right. Is the Punishment Act a bullying act? Does every parent that pays child support deserve to go to jail? And what does taking away your licenses, messing up your credit report, and the government shutdown have to do with it? If you can answer that, I'm happy to find out what it is because I'm looking at this question that I have to ask you about the consequences of non-payment that comes by various jurisdictions. Can you can you elaborate on that and to you here, you know, is it fair that decent non-custodial parents paying child support have to be going to jail, deserve going to jail, and is this punishment act a bullying act? And I'll leave it there and back to you, um, Mr. Alpha Hales. What do you think about this, especially about the consequences of non-payment that vary by jurisdiction? What are the consequences? Well, <clears throat> well, absolutely not. It is not a uh, fair game for each uh, non-custodial parent obligor to be threatened with jail time. If you, again, clearly stating who we advocate for, decent disadvantaged non-custodial parent obligors versus the regular show-and-tell obligor, 
these decent obligors, they're do they they are willing and have been doing the best they can with what they have to work with. If they are, have the inability, for whatever reason, to have adequate means of income, obviously yes. they obviously they can't pay not one red cent, but they, but they're trying. People always question as to well, how do you identify who's decent and who's not. Well, that goes by way of your intake information. If you met me for the first time and you cruised me for information and validate the information that I gave to you, you say, "Hey, he's a he's a great guy." But then, two days later, you find out, "Well, wait a minute, he did." He, did something that wasn't above board, now all of a sudden you say, hey, I thought he was a great guy, um, according to the intake. See, point being is, even though the information that you may receive as part of your intake, that still only makes justification that you can. that's all you have to go on. You couple that with a few telltale stories that you may have been privy to hear, privy to gather, from other people, because there's two sides to any one story. There's two sides to any one coin. I prefer to hear both of them. Yeah. The the, the decent obligor that I that I talk to, that I get to know personally, the person that I can share share their story. I I I can feel you know where they're coming from. Yeah. But in but, but but again, the proof in the pudding is the eating. So I like to enjoy my cup of pudding. So this is where I take them. I ask <laughs> unorthodox questions. I want to know: Are you truly that obligor that if you're even though you if you were in a position to pay your child support, and your child still came to you and said, "Mommy or Daddy, um, I got my child support, which which is a hundred dollars, but I need a little bit extra." Are you truly that obligor? No hands down. You'll say, well, hey, how much do you need? Uh, if I got it or if I can get my hands on it, not a problem. You got it. Because where I'm going with this is there's a lot of uh, obligors out there that's paying by force. They don't like what they're paying. They don't want to pay anything as it is, and they figure if, yeah. if I'm paying my child support, that's good enough. If my child comes to me, um, I'm going to hold that against uh more than likely to mom, because if my child's coming to me asking me for more money, now I want to know what's happening to the child support that I'm already currently paying, okay? Is that being used on my child? See, so <clears throat> while, we, while we're identifying who's who between these two obligors, now you can take the decent obligor doing the best they can with what they have to work with, and, and common sense should automatically just kick in. Everybody should not have to be entitled to go through this type of drama. No, but now, I agree. But, but now when you go and you look at that obligor, like I just stated, the one that's bitter, upset, very upset to the extreme, uh, if the child goes without, then so be it. You wait till I send you some more money. That's the type of attitudes that I check for because these children did not ask to be here. So uh, we as parents, our primary position in our child's life is to be the care 
caregiver for their well-being at whatever expense, as long as it's above board. Now, yeah. if you have if you have a problem with uh, paying child support, and on occasions, yes, you may be asked to come out of your pocket for that little bit extra. I weigh into that because you know what? Again, this is supposed to be for the well-being of the child. So now. Let's factor over into the law. Now that we've identified who's who by obligors, let's factor it into the law. Because every obligor is, is, is different, you have a law of the land that's in place to, you know, work out the details and work with uh, these obligors as needed. Those that give you a hard time, I don't care what you do to me. I'm not looking for a job. I, I don't even think the child is mine, but I'm paying anyway. Mm -hmm. Get a DNA. Get that thing validated. If that's your child, now that you find out that's your son, that's your daughter, now what are you willing to do? What are you going to do? Oh, well, I still don't care, you know. Well, there's your law in place. Do what you have to do. Get that person to come come out of uh, uh, come out of you know that mindset of just being uh, a, a non-decent person because it starts with them. They're in denial. Get them out of that state of denial. This is truly your child. They didn't ask to be here. You need to take care of them. And then we have laws to support you taking care of them. But see, when you factor your laws back over to that decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent, they don't need your laws. They don't even need you to look over their shoulder to see if they're doing what's right because they already know what they should be doing. But when you're trying to punish them because they lack the means and ability to take care of their children, well, this is what I have as a question that I have to everyone. I say, before you look to punish these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, how many of them did you put uh, sit together in a group session and give them some type of job training, give them uh, uh, some type of um, job referrals, and get them marketable and get them back out there to look for a job and what have you before you just want to put the cuffs on them and throw them in jail. You see, yeah, that's, you know too what? that's too easy. You, that's too you, easy. You know You're doing what? it to the wrong people. You know what? Um, as, as you were speaking on there, I was uh, looking at this report uh, that on a typical day, roughly 50,000 persons are incarcerated in U.S. jails and prisons as a result of child support debt. In addition, child support debtors are subject to fines and property seizure. And since we were earlier also talking about uh, as a part of these imprisonments that can go up to four years, and some of them up to life, as we have already had discussed about early in other uh, conversations, tell us about the license suspensions, the unemployment, and the credit reports. You know how this uh, adds up to uh, eventually that can cause a uh, a detainment in jail. Well, the suspension of the the licenses, that's more punishment more than anything else because if you have an insurance, someone that just got an, uh, a license to become an insurance agent, possibly um, someone that has to get a CDL license to drive the, you know, the big rig trucks and what have you, 
if they're potentially offered that as potential employment, and because of arrears, you want to suspend those licenses, or even if they already have currently have these licenses, and you go to suspend them. Once again, you're you're, you're talking up on deaf ears because you're promoting one thing, say get the job, but then uh, it's all coming out backwards because you say get the job just for us to take the job. So which one are are you promoting? What are you honestly telling these obligors? And and one thing I wanted to share with you also, Ms. Clardy, is there's uh, this is elevated to a different stand altogether because I had mm-hmm. uh, I had a young lady that that honestly had this on her on her uh, on her her mind that she needed to breathe a little bit because she has two children by a pastor okay. <laughs> and. And, you know, she wanted to know how can she go about enforcing an order on her child's father, who is a pastor, because obviously, they, well, she's tried to get an order enforced mm-hmm. on two other previous occasions, and they both fell to the wayside, so nothing came out of that. So she had come to ask me if I, you know, can channel in a different ang- from a different angle to try to enforce an order for her two small children. And also she wanted to know how is it that he's still allowed to uh to pastor his church because he too has a pastoral license which is never being threatened. Uh in other words his uh uh job function is still very secure and intact. <clears throat> so what that tells me is this preferential treatment <laughs> by certain for certain people in certain categories of employment. Uh, I, I I guess with him being a, a pastor versus that warehouse worker, you know, they factor that in by prestige as well, which is bias. You know, that's but that's again some of the that that plays into the tune of just another inaccuracy within the law. The, um, the let, let me just t- talk about this fishing and hunting license, which has absolutely nothing to do with these uh, arrears tactics. Because let me tell you, when a when a boy when a man is with his son, and and even nowadays even with his daughter, you have more kids getting involved. They want to learn how to fish. They want to learn how to hunt. But without those licenses for that parent, you can't teach them. And also, if that mother or father may be a professional game hunter or game fisher, they can fish and hunt and sell that product, you know, to make money. So they can at least have something to feed the family, but also pay some on their child support. So when you take those kind of licenses away, that may have been the last result for them to even have some type of a uh, a livelihood to even obtain any type of money. I mean, if we take a good look and see what the economy looks like as we speak, it's not healthy. So you have a lot of people that has other talents, but they still rely on, you know, the recreational type licenses to keep them above board because they still have to eat and was and they still have some kind of monies, maybe not the complete 
order payment, but they may still have a few dollars, they can say, hey, I'm, I'm sending this to support enforcement to support my children, because that's on a sell by sell basis, depending on how mm-hmm. much hunting game they, they get or how much fish they may catch. But your point being, you still need a license to do it. So, you know, it it, it, it disheartens me, and it I, I, I'm far well beyond being baffled. I'm actually to the stage of just being disgusted because on a day-to-day basis, I can hear the various stories, and the stories do not line up at all with, uh, you know, the, the the people versus the Bradley Amendment and the uh, Deadbeat Parents Punishment Act. They, these people that's being plagued and affected by the these two instruments of government, they don't line up. These are not the people that they want. But because they are people that has arrears, they factor them in. Because notice that no, no one has come to me and said that I went to court today with 10 other men and women and they honestly factored us on a case-by-case basis. They factored us all in as one and the same. I had arrears. You know, they, they, they all look at the arrears factor. Basically, I, if you have arrears, you know, it's still to go to jail. Okay. You know, um, I have a couple of questions that may, you know, there's a question that's being asked. And that question is coming from one of the listeners here in our chat room, which is talking about just what is the nature of business does Family First International involve? What foreign activities does it do? That's what's being asked. Family First International is a grassroots informational and social service outreach member service organization. The information that I disseminate, which I use as a tool of empowerment to give persons direction to learn and to see how to be able to maneuver through so much of this fog that the air is not clear within the family court structure catering to child support. A lot of this basic information in which I'm discussing on air that's just what it is, because it goes a whole lot deeper. But we we can't discuss what's deeper until we can discuss, you know, the general topics first. Right, and that's why okay. that's why they they wanted they wanted to understand: Did you do any foreign activities in this area? Did, did you say foreign? Foreign, yes. Foreign, out of country. Yeah, out of no. country. No. Okay. And the and, and the reason being is because Family First International, at some point in time, we will have to go there because there are several people that has taken up on themselves that they caught a bad rap here in the United States. So they have gone out of the country. Uh, the problem with that is you need a passport. Uh, a 
few years ago, Jermaine Jackson, the singer, the brother of Michael Jackson, he went over mm-hmm. to West Africa. He went over to West Africa. He got he was stuck for a little while because somehow his name was not in a database to revoke his uh, passport. So he was able to get a passport to go to West Africa. West Africa, when it was time for him to return back to the states, he was denied uh, approval to return over there in West Africa. So. There was a whole lot of hoopla that went into that. But nevertheless, he was able to return back here to the States to work on his child support matters. And this was a few years ago. But where Family First International is eyeballing to get involved is to be able to, let's take care of our backyard first. Get some things recognized and, and, and rectified here so then we can, Grab those people. Give give those people that's out of the country. Give them a, the a valid reason to get back over here to work out their child support free willingly. Because if they ran from their child support, these decent obligors, if they ran from their child support, they didn't run up on themselves. They ran because they felt they were being chased. Hmm. Okay. Well, to probably. Um to go into a little bit deeper on the issues that that are at hand when we're talking about the, the system, the judicial system. Well, let's take it over here to the government shutdown, okay, and where that have, will have a big uh, uh, explosion if this keeps going on with the government itself with this shutdown uh, that will cause uh, many uh, pain. Uh, decent paying obligors out there uh, that are paying, trying to pay, that will cause them to lose a lot of stuff and go to jail. I mean, it's interesting that, you know, that 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 this unjust thing is happening and that there is no one that will that will help in the fight for a better a better law. Because as it seemed to me, is that you know uh, the law is 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 a, to me a bullying law, something to bully the people with. But now that we're having this government shutdown, how do you uh, see see this thing ending now? Not well, not well at all. If the if you have peoples that has been affected by the government shutdown that has absolutely nothing to do with child support themselves, and they're truly affected. You can only imagine what's getting what's <laughs> trickling down the pipeline for okay. these obligors. You can it's, only it's just going imagine. down now for real. <clears throat> and see, the thing is, is that you know we have a government that wants to talk around everything else, the golf course, and how's your bowling score, and this, that, and the other, but. The problem at hand is we can hear the stories and talk more and more and they sound so enticing and what have you, but when do when does the uh the general public rally together on valid issues and say, "You know what, let's go pay a visit to our uh legislator and let's talk about some things because we're their constituent they're obligated to us. we have an issue at hand." that we need rectified, and we need to get our government officials' take on this. So it's more to it than FFI involvement and 
throwing materials out there, empowering people and what have you, and not empowering them by any uh, means to say go beat up your caseworker or your magistrate or whomever. No, empowering them where you can have the right language, the right tools, the right factual information so you can take into the house, go before that magistrate with a straight face and say, listen, I'm not the one you want. (laughs) I'm clear on what your Debbie Parents Punishment Act, what it entails, and but I'm not the one you want. I'm not. I'm not applicable to that. But you want to use it on me. I know you do. But I'm not the one. So, again, that goes back to, you know, rather it's two people in agreement, or if it's uh, 200 people. But gather together. Talk to your 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 one of your representatives in the LOB. Uh, this is an issue. This is a, a concern. And even yes, for the is. general masses of the peoples that knows about this, they're wrong for knowing about it and still not wanting to assist because we all uh-huh. know how people can be. They'll say, well, it doesn't affect me or anyone closest to me, so I guess it's just another intriguing story. I'll just listen to it and see what the outcome is. Well, what the outcome is going to be <clears throat> is you're going to have potentially good, decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, you're going to have them become very disgruntled to the point of, it's like bullying tactics. You bully me only to a certain point, and then once I'm fed up enough and I get enough courage, I got something for you. So basically what happens is as decent as these obligors are and have been for eons, but you have a system that will just continue to put a boot on their neck and give them no assistance whatsoever and just continue to attack them and attack them and attack them. These obligors are only going to want to take but so much, and now all of a sudden, if they get to a point where things change and they become angry, now the general public says, boy, I thought that was a decent person. Did you hear what they just did? Okay, well, we're going to stop right there, and we're going on to a break. And before I hit this break, I want to uh, let the hearers know that there is a way to contact you, okay, for other uh, information and questions uh, outside of the show. And I want the hearers to know that Family First International Child Support Advocates is a Delaware-based grassroots public interest advocacy and outreach support service member organization for decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, which is dedicated towards advocating, educating non-custodial parent obligors, custodial parent obligors, and non-custodial parents, youth, clergy, agencies, organizations, and the general public regarding the unjust laws of child support via the Bradley Amendment. Is it fair to punish decent people of integrity just because they do not have the means to pay their child support court order? Numerous child support laws are very oppressive and demanding. This organization is working on presenting alternatives to the existing laws also provide support services 
so that the decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligor, male or female, can live as well. Please remember that everyone is not trying to get over on the family court system or avoid paying their obligations. Also, these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors are parents, too. Please feel free to contact the Family First International via email at familyfirstinternational at gmail.com. Their phone number is 860-913-6516. The email again is familyfirstinternational at gmail.com. And again, that phone number is 860-913-6516. And the location of where Family First International is is in Newcastle, Delaware. And you can also find them on their website at www.familyfirstint.org. Okay? That website, again, is www.familyfirstint.org. Let's discuss your issues. We will be glad to hear about it. This is how you get in contact with them. And we will be right back to talk more on Child Support News Part 2. Thank you. 
I love to do some cutting on air every once and again. Oh, that's good. That's good because, you know, it's about time to talk about what God think about people that are in offices, churches, wherever it may be, and a job is not getting done and people are being fleeced and defrauded and victimized of of good help, good services, and just support. And how God looks at that situation. Absolutely. You know, and you know, in the process of why, and after we get finished with this, I got a couple more questions that I want to ask you, and then we're going to go and we're going to talk to uh, some of the people uh, that may have questions to ask. Um, you know, I just think that it's high time to bring the very God that man has put before them on the Bible to swear that they would do a job and do the job, you know, fairly uh, for his people that are down here. And it's time to bring that out. Are you ready? I am ready. And also to just take a minute to say, you know, I'm a benefit of the doubt type person. Show me how it is. Don't tell me a whole lot of anything. Show me how it is because through your actions, that's going to tell me that's what right. I need to know. So the thing is, is I always say, listen, if if you're in political power, you you uh, political seat, you're uh, pastoring a church, you're uh, mm-hmm. manager on your job or what have you, do the, as long as you're telling me honestly and truly wholeheartedly that you're doing the best you can with what you have to work with, I'm going to take you on that. But when I see that you are doing contrary of what you stated to me, I'm, it is my duty also to call you on that because, okay. again, this child support thing was was designed with good intentions in its very beginning. It only got caught up in the shuffle when they found when the when the system said uh, with the political powers that be when they found out, hey, we can go ahead and capitalize on this. We can get a mon- uh, monetary uh, uh, thing going here to the point where uh, we'll just hustle and pimp the, the, these good people and. The bottom line is is that it's starting to bottom it's, it's starting to bottom out because you have more and more genuine people getting caught up in this ruckus, so the system is starting to bottom out and therefore at last minute as a last minute hitch before it hits rock bottom before we come along and you know start to form formulate and straighten it out, they want to make as much money as they possibly can mm-hmm. the reason why mm-hmm. is it, it, it is at best for them to punish the good people right along with the bad people. Because, see, the bad people don't care. It's the good people that they threaten to go ahead and say, well, you owe this money. You don't have this money? Well, we're going to lock you up like we do the bad person. But it's also been stated that if you take a genuine person that's never had a brush with the law and they fear being incarcerated, the state tends to believe that these people, if they're so genuine, they'll make a phone call and this money will just magically appear to go ahead and pay these arrears. That's not how it is. That's <clears throat> that's some fictional thing that uh, these these uh, lawmakers and these magistrates and the support enforcement has conjured up. Because if there's no jobs, where's this money supposed to magically appear from? 
people are broke straight across the board, but it still does not mean that that obligor was a bad person and still should not be the one that's uh, 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 plagued by these inaccuracies. So, yes, if I may just have a minute of your time to read one of my favorite verses, um, it is... In layman's terms, this is my men's devotional Bible, which I love so dearly. It's a Malachi uh, chapter 2, verses 7 through 9, and it's stating on the uh, admonition for the priest. Malachi 2, 7 through 9 says, <clears throat> For the lips of the priest ought to preserve knowledge, and from his mouth men should seek instruction, because he is the messenger of the Lord Almighty. 8 says, But you have turned away, and by your teaching have caused many to stumble. Mm-hmm. You have violated the covenant with Levi, says the Lord Almighty. 9 says, So I have caused you to be despised and humiliated before all the people, because you have not followed my ways, but have shown partiality in matters of the law. Okay. So when, so when you become partial in matters of the law, where you should give a stern yes or no, but uh-huh. you're partial, then it doesn't help rectify the issues at hand. And it also shows that you're not going to rectify something that you may be have your hands in the pot, you know, getting some type of monetary kickback yourself. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> okay. Well, be impartial for sure. So, <clears throat> so yes, that uh, that stays very dear to my heart because this this is truly a family matter. And I've always learned from small, it's always been taught to me from small, this family, if you don't have anything else, you have family, one way or another, for good, bad, or indifferent. Even even with your family, you can get into the biggest ruckus, the biggest argument or what have you, but you always seem to come back because you're still family. I can't I can't get away from some, some of my family members even if I tried. <laughs> We're family. Um, well, can we... How, how can we use your research to implement inner-city programs to aid employment for child support obligors so that the courts won't have a reason to put them in jail, which is well, no I, good overall? It, which is true. And, I, and, and the organization, we have drafted up so we, we, we put our collective minds together and we've come up with some very unique uh, Opportunities and very unique programs, but uh, there's so many of them. And, and what I would like to suggest to you is, after the show, if you can just put my uh, inf- contact information back out there, because, and I'll be more than happy to discuss that with you or whomever else would be interested. But where I would like to go is to bring the energy to the show uh, by way of taking some Q&As, getting some questions for some people, so then I will feel good that maybe I can give them some information to help them feel empowered to deal with their issue at hand, if that's okay well, with let's Well, let's look at this. Uh, if there's any callers that are out there that would like to, at this particular time, the forum is open for 
questions and answers. Uh, you can call in at this call-in number of 347-884-8684. That number again is 347-884-8684. And if you have any questions, uh, feel free to get on the line and speak your piece. Uh, Strong Tower, Strong Tower has questions now. All Strong right. Tower. Well, I have a statement. <clears throat> statement I have, and I listen to a lot of the information that you're giving, and it's like it's so much, it's so overwhelming, and that the problem is that while we're listening, we should also be able to supply the people with what our expertise is. Okay. So my expertise. My expertise is art, okay? Now, I'm asking for some help so I can be of help to others. If there's anybody out there that is willing to support what I'm doing, I'll be willing to share what I'm doing with others. We need to come together. When the people call you, they need to also let you know what their expertise is so we can come together as a one and support one another with the like cause of, of doing not just speaking, but helping and doing, okay? Absolutely. So, I agree. Yes, yeah, so, uh, so I would say as this conversation goes on and as the people listen in, they need, when they contact, contact with information to help. Contact That's right. with information that, that how they can be of help. Yeah. Contact yeah. with information about what kind of help they need and what their expertise is, okay? Absolutely. Yes. yes. Let's yes. not just talk about the problem. But let's bring something to the table so we all can eat. Oh, there you go. Very well put. Very well put. Because this is a huge undertaking. And even though, you know, I'm comfortable in the seat that God has commissioned me to, but this type of family reform, it has to be in measures of, like you say, those folk that, Rather, they're going through, or they may know someone going through, or they may not be going through at all, but they they, they, they want to help rectify an issue, a valid issue. Come on to the table. You can, mm-hmm. there's, always, there's always work that can be done hands-on, and the feel-good behind it is to help fix somebody's stuff. That's right. That's right. And so you know, um, as... As as we sit, we don't see any callers right now. They're all listening uh, for information, obviously, because it's not like, you know, we have not put it out there. But usually there is someone that asks questions. But right at this particular time, they must be so interested, they are just listening. They're so, silent. Can I, <laughs> okay. yeah, can I say well, something real quick here? Yes, you can. Uh, yes, I've been listening to... You know, the situation about the shutdown and all the people that's out of work and, and you know, government people. But when I look on, on the TV, I don't see anybody out there complaining about it. I don't Isn't see that anybody. Excuse me? Oh, my, my, my. Isn't that something? You know you're still Yeah, it's like, oh, it's okay. How, how do you become so complacent in, your, in the mess? Yeah, it's, mm. it's like mm. the word of God is being fulfilled. But woe to him that the word is being fulfilled by, okay? Yes. It's like the word you just spoke, that government is being despised. It's being despised by God and God's people. So if it's being despised by God and God's people, where are, where where is everybody? So that tells oh, okay. me that it's only a few remnant that's left 
that have enough courage to speak out about being mistreated, absolutely abused, and everything else. So everybody else, I guess they say, well, I deserve what I'm getting. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, and, and, my goodness. I told you you stepped on those. And, and the answer <laughs> oh, that, because that's good stuff right there. I that's mean, great stuff. How, yes. I, mean, I mean, here it is. It's close to uh, the, the uh, this November is supposed to be, again, time to go back to the voting polls. And everybody's yes. complaining about this so-called shutdown and whatever that they're going through. But there is nobody ready to go. Action. Yeah, to action. go like they did when they went to the polls to go uh, bring this president in. They're not ready to go to polls during the what do they call it? The inner what is that called when you go into the uh, the voting polls? Not for every every year to vote for a president, but to vote for. Governments and different things in your state. Gubernatorial races. Gubernatorial voting, yes. Okay, I didn't want to jack that name up, you know, (laughs) because I showed it, I'll let it up. So, but anyway, no one is, is, is going to the polls, get rid of those specific in the areas, like in the area where we're at is a Republican state. What you think going to happen over here? Well, I don't know what's happening. What's happening you know, where in society, we I know I listen, I listen, now I'm speaking. Go ahead. Speak. Speak. <laughs> All right. Society, society is preparing to take on that number. Uh-oh. Now, you know what number I'm talking about? Yes. They're yes. waiting for something mm-hmm. to be handed to them. They feel mm-hmm. like everything they have inside of them, the energy and the salt has lost its savor and everything else. Mm-hmm. So now they're ready to receive something from those who are bearing gifts, okay? Right. Now right. we can scream to the top of our voice. Okay. And we can tell the people, call in, do this, yep. do that. But they'll listen in. They're but listening but you know in why? You know why they're listening? Because they are afraid to speak. Yes. Why would you it's be afraid to talk about somebody who's torturing you? That's right. Who's separating okay. you from your family. Tell it, unless tell it, you, tell unless it. you sold out to the system. Okay? That, when you right. sell out to the system, then all you have, all you can do is wait on the system to change things. But let me tell you, when the system <laughs> changes things, and if you caught up in the system, you caught up, yes, then you're going to go with that that's change. Right. That's right. That, that, and that's right. The, and that's they right. all have found out what it's like to be a whistleblower. I mean, oh. a whistleblower has, you know, has big, big courage because that's they, right. know they lost yes. their job. Who's going to lose their job that's working in the system, that's uh, dealing with the child support agencies, you know, and mm. they see the mess go on over and over again with the, with people that really don't deserve it. And because they're scared to lose their job, they will take and they will stick it to those decent people just to yes. hold on to their jobs because they're scared to be whistleblowers because they know that those whistleblowers have went through some things, retaliations from killing yes. and ratting and snitching yes. on the system. See, when you, when you take the heart out of a decent obligor, you turn him into a person that's complacent. Okay. So now you go from a decent obligor to a person that's complacent. You know, I've done everything I can do, and you're going to throw me in jail. You, you <laughs> right. see, the heart is almost sapped 
So by the time we get our message to them, they say, well, what's the use? If I get a job, I'm only going to work there two months because nine times times out of ten, it's a part-time job. It ain't paying what I I can afford, and I only got enough to live on what I can make. So I'm better off laying up in jail with three three, uh, hots in a cot. Uh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Now that, now that definitely have. Uh, I need. A, I need. A, I need a cowbell about now. <laughs> <laughs> you know something I want to share with you because we must. We must compare them. Yeah. Whether they receive it or whether they don't, we must, as the remnant that's left before this world is destroyed, we must compare them. Amen. If they that's refuse right. to hear. And if they refuse, if they stop calling on the Lord, yes. and they're going to find themselves in those situations, they're going to be in a room that they don't have any way to get out of, a room with no door, no window. Mm-hmm. And But you've got right. to trust him because the Lord says, my children do not beg. They don't Amen. beg. Don't be begging for bread. So, so what, we're, what we're doing, we, we as children of God, we have to beg for their souls. We, right. we're, we're begging for mm-hmm. them, so we're telling them to come to themselves so they can can be an example to their children. Now, the children are going to go on despite despite this corrupt system that we have here, okay? Oh, wow. But a lot of the, the obligors, the decent obligors, need to wake up and seek God's face, okay? Because unless they do that, they'll never succeed. And you know never what? That's, and, right. that, and that's probably going into my small testimony as being... Uh, in my life, I, my baby is now 22 years old. Praise the Lord that I've made it through with five kids and and being a mother that paid child support to one of them. And what I had seen in my time, where I had where I had children that fathers would not pay child support, and then there was some that you know what no what no real good reason to even go to the child support. Because I found that they were railroading a lot of the time um, and not really doing their job. But as as a decent paying, uh, well, non-custodial at the time, uh, child support payer, I found myself at dire straits uh, where I would be hearing from the men, oh, Lord, I I, I, I got this child support to pay, but I can't even keep a roof over my head. And I'm saying to myself, well, what is the problem? Because uh, here it is, I may not, uh, I may not have roof over my head, but I so show knew how to go get a, a go get two jobs, and where one will pay the child support, and one will pe- keep a roof over my head because I had what other children I had to take care of, or that was coming back into the coming back into my life after the system had taken them. There is really, as you are saying, there's no real excuse for any of us to say that we can't do it. But I beg to differ on that. Well, but I wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. There, I mean, yeah, you can say that, mm-hmm. you know, as that's why he's strong, Tower. He mm-hmm. can say he begged to differ. But I'm just saying it to the part where, you know, as a decent child support payer, one good thing about this that I was held to the higher standard, I guess, because I was female, because they were after me, okay? They wanted my license. Uh, they, you know, I mean, it's hard to find decent 
people that stay on that stay on track paying their child support because, like you said before, Mr. Alpha, they are they are people to be victimized by the system. So I Absolutely. had to. I, I had to pay that child support and show myself uh, that I can pay this child support, and at the end of the day, I have no arrears. I've not been in jail for it, and I praise God for that, and that it was giving me strength enough to be able to overcome what the system was trying to do to me, a setup for failure. That's all that yes. I was trying to say. Where, now, where are you back? Okay, now, the point that I was trying to make earlier is, see, is we're under something else here. We're under a shadow here. Uh-huh. They're outsourcing jobs. The system is set up so the Obama administration cannot produce the job that it should be producing. It's counterproductive on purpose. They want the system to change. It looked like it might be an opportunity for the Democrats to control the White House for 16 years with Hillary Clinton coming aboard. So they're going to do everything they can to devastate the economy, the people who vote Democratic in whatever way. It's a wolf in the white trying to get in the White House, okay? Trying. So, He's in there. So when, when Lardy Miss Clardy had the opportunity she had where she had the two jobs, now you, yep. you only get a half a, a job. A half a job. Okay, you only get a full <laughs> job. Now how is a decent non-custodial obligor going to be able to support himself with a half a job and his kids too? It's a no-win situation that the power elite has formed in back rooms, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So all we can do, right. and, I, and I'm just not saying that for lack of better words, is pray to our Lord and Savior that he does something to stop the madness because That's we right. as people mm. cannot form these jobs which they outsource. Everything is mechanized now into a, to a computer-generated society. New yeah. jobs, mm-hmm. jobs we have will never be here again. So we have to be visionary. So we have to create something new, something functional, just as you had, just as you had, just as as I have, just as my wife wife had. We have to be visionaries, and we have to bring this vision so that people can see and jump on board because the boat they're in got a hole in it. And 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 to add to that is that the people need to come together. Stop playing, just sitting in the background. You know, talk about it. You know, the same way how they came to bring the president in, they all came together to make a thing happen. It is going to take that same movement to right. uh, franchise, you know, the the, the, the the hole that, you know, this Congress or that this, that this uh, democracy, as we may call it, is trying to do at this point. Because we're dealing with a government shutdown, and it is, this is not a game. And so, you know, people need to now f- come together, quit bickering and and being separate, you know, because they think somebody's going to get over on somebody else and different things of that. So just come together, get to the poll. This November, right. we, got, we got stuff to do to uh, to, mm. to, to vote people out, you know, that, that should not be in there at this particular time. 5% approval rate. That's, oh, go ahead. 5%. Mm. Yeah, come on. <laughs> you know, it's madness. You know, That's right. Oh, goodness. <laughs> the people need a tongue lashing. Shame on y'all. Yes. So yes. That y'all can yes. come together when it's really needed. That's truly your starting point. The people. Oh, it reverses right back to the people. Stop to stop talking about everything and be about something. That's right. That's right. Every 
every man or woman that has this obligation, they need help. Yes. Stop looking at people funny or cross-eyed like they're from another planet. Before this child support system ran amok, <clears throat> we grew up with some of these very same people. They were all right then. The yes. only thing that makes them so-called not so all right is because now they're stuck up in the child support system, so that gives you something to yes. talk about. But they, but you were my, my 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 bosom buddy, my ace boom coon when we were coming up in the trenches together. Come on now, we hear you. So there is no, there is nothing, nothing at all that's prohibiting people from helping the next person but themselves. And it also shows by character who that person really was all along. You just didn't see it then because y'all was out coming up in the trenches together doing right like stuff. But this yeah. is the deal. This is the deal. I'm gonna throw a, a, a complete twist on the whole thing. We talk about who I who I advocate for, these decent disadvantaged non custodial obligors. I have a gentleman sitting up right now in jail. Now 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 here's the here's the catch. This young man had a rears, got a job, reported it to support enforcement, support yeah. enforcement enforced right. the garnishment. He took uh-huh. his two he took his two or three checks down to support enforcement to show them that the garnishment has taken place. The, the, yeah. the, the problem was support enforcement stated that they have not received any of that garnished money. Uh-huh. His court representation, which was a court-appointed attorney, told uh, the gentleman, well, I don't care if you're homeless or if you got to go live in a homeless shelter or what have you. That's not a feel-good for any decent obligor to say, well, wait a minute, you're supposed to be on my side. You're supposed to see my story. Right. You're supposed to help me through this this mess up. This is yeah. a, a type of – this is a, a, a paperwork error. This is a paperwork error. It can be fixed. They t- took this young man that never had a brush in the child support law, and they used him, okay, they used him by uh, as an example. That young man yeah. now sits up in jail. Uh-huh. And he had a, he went there, he had, keyword, had a job. He he was paying his support. I mean, mm-hmm. when you have a magistrate that's sitting up there telling you, well, that's not our problem. You need to go back to your uh, employer and tell them that we're not getting the money. But you, but but support enforcement, it was you guys that put the order in place. That's so right. Why am I, as the middleman, having to be the one to go to my employer to have this discussion when you guys put it in place? You guys talk to my employer. You see, they do not take – and I say that to say this, uh, Strong Tower. I say that to say this. They put the they put the the system they 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 use the system and they put it out there and they utilize it but they too do not fess up and take ownership for uh, what the job truly entails because there's no reason why that young man should have had to go back to his employer to have that talk that talk should have been had to, between support enforcement and his job. Yeah, you have to keep yourself prayed up. You got to keep the hedge around you of protection. Amen. I don't care if you got a job. If you ain't mm. got Jesus in your life, you ain't got nothing. Let me tell you, you don't have nothing. I'm telling you. That's right. You, you got, yes, sir. You got to first speak ye the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. Because yes, 
A lot of us out here are decent people, but good ain't good enough. You got to have the covering on you. You got to go to God. You got to make sure you protect it. You got to make sure the blood of Jesus is around you and your home. You can't play with this. You can't say, well, I go to work every day. Everything will be okay. You better go to God every day. And to to add to that, you know, you talk about uh, people going to jail and they already got supposedly everything in place that will help them along the way. We keep forgetting that sometimes they be trying to do they quota. Oh, yes. (laughs) Oh, yes. Yeah, but see, if you got the Jesus on you, then on your on your your doorpost, that demon's gonna go around you. He's, God is gonna protect you. You no, gotta have right. faith. You gotta have law. faith to believe that as long as we're in His covering, we we are protected. He's not gonna leave His children out. He'll he'll that's leave right. the whole flock and go and pick up that sleep that sheep that's listening to His voice. A lot of us Amen. put our jobs before God. We put our homes before God. We put our children before God, and we're not covered. Well, and then I guess we'll add this to that too, Strong Tower. You know, sometimes God used some of his children as instruments to get stuff started, just like what's being started right now to talk about. Absolutely. That's right. sometimes God allowed some things to be touched. You know how Job got touched. Okay, just so that some stuff get started, so that we can do something about what is happening. That's very true. You know, right. so let's 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 take it All here. All things work for the good of those, those that love, love the, the Lord. Lord. That's right. Love the Lord, Amen. That's right. And so you know, and and to add to what you are saying, um, uh, Mr. Hales, is this uh, underneath this uh, uh, comment that came from. One of the stories that I was reading on, and I stated it in the first uh, half of uh, Child Support News Part 1, where there's this gentleman that went to jail for life for child support in the small town of Griffin, Georgia, where this judge named Smith, now they're given a name, sentenced by uh, a sentence, you know, this sister's brother, life in prison for not paying child support. But the brother had been looking for a job, and he finally got one and was about to start paying his support. But when he went to court on that Monday to explain to the judge that he just started working, uh, he owed $18,000 for child support. But the judge asked him to, you know, do he have that $18,000 right there and then? And he said no. But Judge Smith gave him another uh, uh, gave him and another guy life in prison for not paying child support. Is that right? This judge is doing things to make itself look good. This is what uh, Aim High is saying. This is a young lady that's talking about this. The judge told him the only way he can get out is to pay eighteen thousand dollars, and now he's lost his job. How can he? How can he uh, pay for the child support? That's exactly what I was talking about. It could be that they was. Trying to do a quota, get a quota met, you know. Oh, absolutely, and, absolutely. And he just happened to be the right one, baby, for the cause. Now That's we right. do know this as a cliche, and I'll use this cliche, this coin phrase: If you don't pay child support, then the system get paid off of you by throwing That's right. away jail. Yes, yes. And we're going absolutely. We're gonna start, and we we're gonna start something here tonight. We're gonna say. Any 
young man out there, or any woman, any young lady out there, man, if you cannot afford a child, don't make one. Okay. okay. Now, if you already got one or two or three, get in contact with us. We've given you the information. Yep. We can help you as much as we possibly can. But think now. Think. Think before you blink. And these are the and this is the information that you can receive uh to get your help. And this is from uh Alpha C Hells, who is the is the head honcho over a grassroots public interest advocacy and outreach support service member organization for decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors, okay? And how you can get in contact with this organization is that you can email them at familyfirstinternational at gmail.com. That information email is, again, familyfirstinternational at gmail.com. Their phone number is 860-913-6516. That number again is 860-913-6516. And their location is in Newcastle, Delaware, and you can also find them at this website at www.familyfirstin.com. N as a Nancy T, all one word, dot org. That website again is www.familyfirstint.org. These are the people that you should go and talk to about the most heaviest part. Of, we're just talking the basics right now, but they got what you need to be able to equip you and help you with your brighter future. Please remember that everyone is not trying to get over on the family court system or avoid paying their obligations. Also, these decent, disadvantaged, non-custodial parent obligors are parents too. Remember that. And we'll balance our time back to you, Mr. Alpha Hale. Yes, I'm here. Yes. So and, uh, we're going Take a small. Let's take a small break, and then we'll be right back, and we'll just, uh, you know, pull everything together, and you it's know, yeah, pull everything together because we need, you know, now some solving of what we can do to come up with some programs or something. But we'll be right back, and we'll discuss it at that time. Sounds good. Okay. There will come a time when you realize where you are is not where you want to be. When you know nothing is wrong, but it just feels like something isn't quite right. That time, that place, that experience, we're calling that the meantime. There will come a day when you will have done all you can do, tried all you can try, hurt all you can hurt given up so many times, there will appear to be no way up or out. It's all about love, and love is all about you. 
you can still get the desirable results and have a reach a perfect happy medium through this child support arena. But the only thing that needs to be implemented is handle with care. Handle with care. I, mean, I, I like that. I like that. I'm going. I'm going to use that from time to time. Is that okay with you? <laughs> Handle with care. Handle with care. Give me thirty seconds. Give me thirty seconds. Needs thirty seconds. Thirty seconds. I need thirty seconds. I just right. want to. I just enjoy you, my brother. You have so much info. People need to contact you so they can be wise. Yes. And what's going on with them. And I believe you can just about answer any questions they ask. You better know it. And if you don't know, you know where it's at and you know where they can go. And I just, God for Amen. you. Amen. And, you know, we want to we give a small prayer to all the listeners out there as well uh, because we know that this is a hard time. And, you know, with the government shutting down and all the different difficulties that's going on in life, we need to put a prayer up even for them. Mr. Alpha C. Host, would you would you would you do us the honor to do the prayer um, for the listeners and for those Absolutely. that you know that have listened to you this evening? Because you know the sweet smell of incense have gone before the Father's nose, and He is well pleased, Amen. and we want to give that glory to the Lord and let everybody know it is only by way of God that we are able to come together and have these shows of impact. Amen. Brother, That's give right. us a prayer. All minds and hearts clear. Oh, dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for such an opportunity to come before you and your throne of grace. Yes. All united as one, discussing a very valid issue that affects so many but yet affects none at all. But because... The none at all may know about it. As a default, they take it on as well. Because a family plight is a human plight, and we are your children. You said that you would give us life in to be able to have it more abundantly, as long as we are your children. So here we are. If you if you said that you're going to come and take up my plight, my job is to take up my brother and sister's plight. Yes, I am their brother and sister's keeper. Father God, we thank you for life, health, strength, wisdom, guidance, understanding, motivation, patience, love, and desire to do your will. Let your will be done in all of our walk and talk of life, Father. And make no mistake about it. We're not here for the gratification, the red carpets, and the the name and neon lights. Yes, thank you. The biggest showcase, the biggest picture of it all was when you sent your only begotten son, Jesus, to that rusty cross of Calvary on our behalf, where he shed his blood, sweat, and tears, not in vain, for us, for a wretch like us. How low we are, how high he is. Gives us that kind of a mark to shoot for. Mark of highness, that opportunity. We thank you, Father, for being there, making a way out of no way. Just when things look so bleak at times, we just come and we go into our little moment and we get right with you, Father. We thank you for correcting the wrongs, humbling us, guiding our hearts and our tongues towards one another as well as towards everyone you allow us to come in contact with. Father, we thank you because you put a special hedge of protection around us. 
where Satan cannot penetrate any of that. He don't want nothing to do with that. We thank you for that kind of hedge of protection, and we grab all of our loved ones and everyone that you allow us to come in contact with, and we bring them into that covering as well, Father, because we are the go forth. We are the ones that's in front of it all. So as they watch our walk and our talk, that will allow for them to see how this is done and get them on the path that leads directly to you as well, Father. We need to have our mothers be mothers again and our fathers be fathers again. We need to have our children positioned where they know their place. But do not, do not have a system in place that allows children to come up raising children. This is an adult function. This is an adult. This is not a game. You were so happy with with family structure, Father. You said yourself, "Go out, be fruitful, and multiply." So we come to you right now for you to energize us and walk with us, talk with us, tell us how this be, refresh us. And so we can go before Satan and tell him, get his hooks off of our families. Get his hooks off of what it is we need to be doing with our families. Take this uh, uh, child support system. Take it and revamp it and and give it back to us because the one that's here in place is broken, is busted and disgusted. We are your children, Father. We know that you allow us to go through some things some of the time. But this is drama. This is nothing more than peer pressure and drama. This is not something that we know that you would be happy for us to go through. Because if we're doing the best we can with what we have to work with, then that means that all of this other stuff is is, is no good because we're being punished for doing our best. Now, if we weren't doing nothing at all, then you can come and you can chastise us on that. But, Father, we know that you are a loving, forgiving, sparing God. We know that we can come to you. We can repent for all of the things that we have unjustly done or the things that we we know we should have done and we just didn't do or what have you. But we want to take the time to repent. So you don't hold it against us, Father, that we repent for anything we may have said, done, even thought that wrong, unjust, and unproved to you, Father. Because... As long as you be for us, Father God, who cares who's against us? Oh, Father, we come to you right here, right now, asking and praying that you just continue to lead us, guide us, direct us, instruct us as to how to keep this walk and this talk correct, clean, and pure, the way that it makes you happy first and foremost before trying to please ourselves. Oh, Father, as we exit this show tonight, I pray for our two hosts, Lardy, Miss Clardy, and Brother Strong Power. They are such a blessing to your organization, Father. And we pray that you just continue to energize them. Come in contact with the masses. Utilize them as a tool to also put the peoples in front of this your organization, Father, and that we will be able to come in agreement on some things, to fix some things, Design some things And please you But help the masses Father You can do all of that Because you own it all This is this is your This is your world And we're privy And glad to just Be a part of it So Father We just ask and pray That you just continue To do what you do best 
be our father, chastise us when need be, instruct us on how it should be, and that's what it will be. So, Father, we close out before you, thanking you, loving you, emulating you as best we can. We thank you. Thank you for listening to this program. Keep in mind to take care of those things that's been put in the trust, put in your trust to take care of. God bless you all. We love you, and we will see you in a couple of weeks from now. Until then, Lordy Miss Clardy and Strong Tower says good night.